0: Hello, friend, and welcome to the U Turn podcast. This is your host, Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, a speaker, and a best selling author of the book U Turn Get Unstuck, Discover Your Direction, and Design Your Dream Career. I wrote the U Turn book and created this podcast to help you reconnect to who you truly are at your core. And that's why every single week I bring you a guest on with the intention of helping you upgrade your confidence in work and in love. I'm also so excited to say that this episode has been sponsored in part by our friends over at Soul CBD. This is the only CBD company I have come to really trust with my wellness. They have 0 THC, meaning you can't get high from their products. They're organically farmed and they're gluten-free. I love sleep, and when I don't get it, I feel like my entire day, my entire week, my entire life is thrown off. And during these times of stress, I started taking Soul CBD's Sleepy Gummy before bed, and I swear by them. Most nights, all I need is a half of a gummy, and these little babes have put my sleepless nights behind me. With one delicious fruity bite, their unique blend of CBD, CBN, and terpenes helps you fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and improve your overall quality of sleep. I always wake up refreshed. It's my my new bedtime besties. So our friends over at Soul CBD, I contacted them and I got a discount code for 15% off your order. Just head on over to ashleystahl.com slash soul. That's A-S-H-L-E-Y-S-T-A-H-L.com slash S-O-U-L to access our special page with them. And don't forget to use the code YouTube Turn at checkout. That's Y O U T U R N. Now let's get into this week's episode. My friends. Okay. So I've been trying to step outside of the box and answer some of your biggest questions. And it's funny. I feel like I started this podcast in my 20s. Now I'm in my 30s. And as we all kind of like, for lack of a better term, age together. Uh, you know especially because i have a self help self self love self empowerment show the topic of Botox, fillers, vampire facials, liquid facelifts, all of the magical things that women are doing, men are doing, everyone's doing to counter the look of aging or even the feelings of aging can be kind of controversial, especially because one of the things I preach is like, don't go outside of yourself for confidence, build that self-esteem inside of you. And yet I think all of us are always in the question of how do we feel better in our bodies? How do we feel more confident? And I do think that if you have self-love and you also have a desire to work on how you look and feel better because of it, there is nothing wrong with investing in that. And that is why I wanted to bring Dr. Lana onto the show. You can find her at drlana.com. She has a clinic Um, in New York city in Manhattan, I went there and I got real Botox for the first time. I (laughs) I kind of like tinkered with it and was scared. And I just really wanted to bring her on the show to ask all of these questions that I know everyone has about Botox fillers and all the things. Um, And she's known people are flying in and out for her liquid facelift. And there's just so much more. She does training and teaching uh, around the art of um, all of these different methods. And she also has a background as a doctor. So she's no stranger to making career pivots. So Dr. Lana, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you, Ashley, for having me. And can I just say you look amazing and fabulous and so refreshed and rejuvenated. So thank you for asking me to come on your show. I'm really excited about this.
0: I'm so excited to have you. And I was so excited to come in. I'm going to come in for that liquid facelift. Like I am ready for all of the stuff, I, I feel like I'm really confident in my body and I'm open to feeling even more. So I feel like a lot of people are in that position. Um, can you share a little bit about your career pivot and like, what made you move from, I believe it was urology, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Urology to med spa. Um, what lent itself to that decision and why do you love what you do so much? Cause I know you really love it. Absolutely.
1: So, I mean, first off, I'll just start by saying that I am, you know, a very highly trained urologic surgeon and graduated from Brown then did a robotic fellowship. And then 10 years down the road, um, I had some children who were amazing and that kind of changed my life and made me kind of question like, do I want more, you know, and what can I do to really fulfill my artistic side? that I wasn't necessarily getting just from urology per se. Um, And, you know, one of the things that really kind of pushed me um, into this field was my desire to help people feel and look better, right? And so we always think about, you know, urology, you know, helping patients with their, you know, sexual health, etc. But what I realized was that what you kind of look like on the outside and how you feel about yourself and that confidence that emanates from you when you feel good and look good um, is something that... I never realized was so important before. When I started getting into this field, one of my first patients actually said to me, "Dr. Lana, people at work treat me better." And it was like the first epiphany that I had to, you know, to really think like, "Oh my gosh, this is not about vanity per se. This is about making people feel more confident in themselves and having that glow and emanating that confidence." And it really kind of, you know, seeps into every part of your life whether it's, you know, personal or professional. Mm. And so, and I love making people happy. Like that's, that's the, the good and the bad about me is like, I'm a people pleaser. I want to make people happy. I want to make people feel good about themselves. And it's just a different way that I can help someone feel and look their best.
0: Mm. And for people who want to Google you, how do you pronounce your last name? It's Chuck, correct? Exactly. Like Chuck Norris. E- I always okay. say that's what I yeah, Chuck Norris. <laughs> C-H-E-U-C-K. C-K. So C-K. So Chuck. Okay. Yeah. And you know, I want to jump straight into it because I know everyone has a lot of questions. Um, I want to start with the fear-based questions around Botox because I feel like Botox is the most universal thing that we all hear about people doing. Um, I think my first question is like, what is it made of? Because I was reading, you know, obviously it's used to reduce the appearance of facial wrinkles in the beauty industry. Um, It can treat, it also medically, there are benefits, right? Like it can treat neck spasms, Excessive sweating, an overactive bladder, mm-hmm. lazy eye, TMJ. I got Botox in my um, masseter muscle, mm-hmm. which is in my jaw because I clench my teeth. Um, so I originally used it for medical reasons. I know someone who had migraines and they use Botox to get rid of their migraines. So, it, you know, there's a toxin, right, that it is comprised of. Um, And I think in the wellness world, a lot of people are like, don't put toxins in your skin. Um, Can you kind of talk a little bit about what is Botox actually? And is it really a dangerous thing at all? Um, What's your
1: take on the health side of it before we even get into the benefits of it? Absolutely, that's a great question. I know that when Botox started coming out, there was a lot of stigma about it because it is a toxin and people didn't realize, you know, what it did. But there are a lot of medical benefits. And you'd be interested to know that actually Botox was invented by an ophthalmologist for strabismus, which is you know, cross-eyed, lazy eyes as we speak. And what they realized was that putting a small amount of of that medicine into the muscle will paralyze it and weaken it enough so that everything straightens out. And so from that people realized, well, I can use it for other things. And they realized that it also decreased wrinkles because when you think about it, what Botox really is, it's actually spores from a bacteria called Clostridium botulinum. And like with everything in medicine and science, like sometimes these discoveries happen right and you don't expect it to do one thing but it does and it treats that one thing so when you ask the question of is it dangerous the answer is no we use a very small amount of it um you know to the point where it's not going to really cause any other effect except for the localized effect on that muscle. Mm-hmm. And so what Botox does, you know, scientifically, I don't know if we want to go into the science of it. Yeah, I do. Is, well, let's do it. Yeah, and So it's, it's actually found in, you know, naturally in the environment and naturally in some, you know, marine animals, fish and, you know, in the intestines, etc. And so when you have a small amount of it, so it's found in nature, What it can do if it injected into the right dose and into the right muscle, it prevents a neurotransmitter called acetylcholine to release into the presynaptic junction. So what that means is there's a nerve and the nerve is telling that muscle to contract, right? So when you're like scowling, when you're looking surprised, when you're smiling, you know, all those lines are forming because you're causing that muscle to contract and therefore your skin starts to crease. Mm. So I always tell my patients, like imagine a white piece of paper, when you fold it, getting that crease out is so tough. So but that's exactly what we're doing when we're moving our muscles, is we're causing our skin to fold and to crease. And what Botox does is prevents that muscle from really contracting to the point where it's creasing your skin so that when you try to decrease it, right? Decrease the crease, um, you're able to do so with, with Botox. Hey U-Turners, this
0: episode is brought to you in part by Glad Skin, these skincare products restoring natural balance to your skin. There's really nothing worse than getting a breakout right before a big event where everyone's looking at you. Last month, it was my birthday, and of course, a few days before my plans to celebrate, I broke out, and it was really bad. I felt like I'd jumped in a time machine back to my teenage girl hormonal acne phase, So in this moment, I decided to give GladSkin's Blemish Gel a try, and it was amazing. My skin started clearing up right away, my pores shrunk, and it just gave me this immaculate look on my face that helped me go into my birthday with such good vibes, and I just can't recommend it enough. Uh, what makes Gladskin really great is they're all about restoring your skin's natural balance. They use their patatin protein microbalance to mimic your skin's natural defenses to res- restore your skin's microbiome. So, inflammatory blemishes and acne-prone skin are caused by an imbalance in your skin's microbiome, and healthy skin needs a healthy balance of bacteria, just like your gut does. So, when your bacteria get out of balance, inflammatory skin conditions flare up. So. GladSkin has developed a revolutionary protein called micro balance to restore the natural balance of the good and the bad bacteria that live on the skin and what i love most is their products are all fragrance free and don't have any of the bad stuff like alcohol steroids or preservatives so right now GladSkin is offering the community 15 percent off your order plus free shipping at gladskin.com slash u-turn that's g-l-a-d-s-k-i-n.com slash y-o-u T-U-R-N. Now let's get back to this week's episode. Mm, Okay. So, you know, it's temporarily relaxing your facial muscles and kind of prevents you from continuing to re-wrinkle those lines since they're Mm -hmm. kind of paralyzed. paralyzed. I think the word paralyze is probably scary for people like to paralyze your skin. Right. That is what it's doing. Is there a high, is there a chance that someone could put a little too much Botox in a syringe and paralyze like some part of the face permanently or like genuinely cause a health issue. Like how likely
1: is that really? So not likely at all. Zero chances. Yeah. We are putting for cosmetic purposes. It's such a small dose. You really need like over two thousand units for anything to happen. Where you're going to cause more weakness of the muscle. And so what we say paralysis. It's really more kind of weakening the muscle, so it doesn't contract as much. There's still muscle contraction, but just not as strong. And you definitely want that. And as you said before, for limb spasticity, you know, for cervical dystonia, for pain, for migraines, for hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating, you know, all those those, um, you know, overactive bladder, all those are medical reasons that we're using Botox, um, which is FDA approved to help decrease the contraction of those muscles. And you'll see that over time that muscle just doesn't contract as much. And so Mm -hmm. you'll see over time, you're actually not going to need as much Botox, which is amazing. And that's why we say it's preventative. It prevents the wrinkles. It prevents the muscles from being too bulky and causing those things. So Mm -hmm. the answer to your question is the little amount of Botox that we use uh, for cosmetic purposes is such a small amount. So just to let you guys know that we would never really use more than 50 to 60 units for the face, right? And so when we're talking about patients that can get too much Botox, that's over 2000 units and wow. we're using less than 50. So it's really a very small amount and nothing is permanent, thankfully, but it's thankfully, but not thankfully, right? Because sometimes we want our Botox to be permanent. So yeah, it's the good and bad, right? It's that it, it doesn't last forever. Um, so everything is reversible. There is no, um, damage, nothing long lasting. So that's the good thing about Botox. It is reversible.
0: Okay. And, I know results can kick in as soon as one or three, one to three days after treatment, but usually a couple of weeks later, you're really seeing it, right. and they tend to last. I'm I'm reading it's around three months. Three
1: months. Do you? So would you agree with that? And also, yes. Okay. Would, yeah. So one thing I'm definitely I would love to impart on the listeners here um, is that the way that Botox works, it's really not just like a you know a, a you know a one a You know, one potential and then, you know, the rest of it is nothing. It actually degrades slowly over time as your muscles start to kind of regain its contraction abilities. And so what you'll see is a spike. And the spike Mm -hmm. is at about two weeks where you get the maximum amount of refreshed, look, smooth. Um, you know, decrease sweating, everything um, of that nature that you want for cosmetic purposes. And then over time, you'll start to see a little bit more movement. So I always say at two weeks, it is normal to see a little bit of movement where you start to see the brows moving up and down a little bit more. maybe some of the, you know, the 11 lines start to reform. But at about three months, I would say that's when people come in to kind of re-up their dose and to get it again. And then it's completely out of your system, usually in about six months, but three months is the perfect time for patients to come back in and get their next dose of Botox for preventing those wrinkles from getting deeper.
0: And, and you said, you know, around 2000 units is where it's like insane. And how many units can even fit in a syringe? And how many units would you say the average person I know there's no such thing, but you would say that generally, if you want to get Botox, plan for at least this many units.
1: Right. So each um, botulinum toxin vial comes of its different types of botulinum toxin. There's actually four different companies uh, that has FDA approval in the US. But we'll just talk about Botox since it's been out the longest. Uh, Botox comes in a 100 unit and then also um, a 200 unit vial Uh, for medical purposes, for like overactive bladder, which I used to use a lot of Botox for overactive bladder, and for like muscles of, you know, spasticity, uh, we can use multiple, like up to a thousand units for the bigger muscles. So it makes sense. It's dose dependent and uh, depending on how much contractility, how much muscle mass you have. So for the normal, you know, patient, uh, such as yourself, like in the thirties, young thirties, I would say probably no more than 40 to start. Okay. 40 to 45. Now, if you're a man and you have very heavy muscle, you know um, movements, and you're you're constantly you know working out, and you really make those faces, and you're really exercising those facial muscles, I would say probably about 60 units. But you know now there's actually um, a change in the paradigm where we're saying that people are needing more Botox. So anywhere between 60 to 90 units per patient is is some is sometimes what's needed in certain patients too. So I I would say there's such a range. And because we customize our uh, care and the amount of Botox and the location of where I'm injecting the Botox, according to your facial muscles, a really good in-depth knowledge of anatomy and studying your facial movement is so necessary to know exactly how much Botox is needed. Okay. So helpful. and. Um, I want to ask
0: about pricing and is all Botox kind of created equal? Like there's so many med spas out there. I went to you because friends that I know, love and trust go to you. I know you're excellent at what you do. And I find it very comforting that you are a surgeon before doing this for some reason. Um, but like, what is a general price range per unit of Botox? you would say, because I know some people are not in New York city, so maybe it's lower cost in different parts of the country. What would you say is a range? And where would you say is a price point where it's like, this is,
1: this is not the right price. So you don't want to pay that. Right that's such a good question and one of the quotes that I always love saying is good botox is not cheap and cheap botox is not good. <laughs> <laughs> I like I should have a sign. Okay so here's what I would say. You know botox obviously has a, a high cost to it to the consumer especially in the US. And the the way that botox or you know most uh, you know physicians or med spas are doing it is that they either uh, sell by the unit. So it's like, however much we use, you're going to purchase however much is used on you. And if you need more, you you know, you you know purchase the extra units or it's purchased by area. So if you want to do your cobaltor lines, if you want to do your forehead, those are two different areas. If you want to do your crow's feet, that's another area. So some people price it at that. So I would say most of the people in New York City, um, on average price Botox at $25 per unit. That being said, There are a lot of med spas out there who are trying to get people to come to them by decreasing on price. And the way that I kind of see it is you never really want to compete on pricing, right? Because as a physician, as a surgeon, we go through a lot of training to understand the anatomy, the physiology, to really study the artistry of of people's faces and bodies to know just what to do. So I almost think that Botox is something that really requires a little bit more um, knowledge and education than many of the other procedures that's done. So in New York City, I know I said the word 25 and I'm sure everyone's like rolling their eyes, like, oh my gosh, that's, that's really high for a unit of Botox. I mean, I've seen my colleagues uh, charge $50 per unit and I've seen my colleagues charge $13 $13 a unit, right? So I am somewhere in the middle. I'm at $18 per unit because number one, you're not just paying for the, the you're not just paying for the, the Botox um, or the syringes or the, you know, disposable costs. You're really paying for the education, for the hand, for the knowledge um, and the beauty, the, the end product that you're getting. And mm-hmm. so that's, that's what I would say. Anyway, between Thirteen to twenty-five, and uh, depending on certain places, if you're going to a place that's pricing it for eight or nine dollars, I would be very, very wary. And I'm going to tell you why. There are a lot of places that are doing that, and f- for sure, everyone knows about Groupon pricing, right? Mm-hmm. Where things are very inexpensive, and it sounds too good be to be true. It is too good to be true because what I'm going to tell you that may surprise you, because I've been in this industry for about 10 years and I've known of this to happen to, you know, my patients and it's very sad, but what people will do to get you through the doors, they're going to give you a certain pricing and they're going to say, I'm going to price this at $8 per unit. But then what they do is they dilute their Botox or they're overseeing how much they're putting in you. So let's just say they really put in 40 units, but they tell you, I put in 90 units in you. Right. So there's ways that people and, you know, this is a business where you have to just trust the person who's doing this. And that person has to be you know, very ethical mm-hmm. and has to have, you know, that that badge of honor. It's not about it's not about the money. It's about giving good care to good people. So for those people who are going to places that are charging eight to nine dollars there, I, I, I would just say, just know who you're going to really look at their credentials and really know what you're getting and what you're paying for.
0: Hmm. Okay, great. And you know, such a good point. I, I love talking about these pieces of it because it's always the elephant in the room when people are looking to make these modifications. And I just want to say to those of you, you know, it's so powerful that this exists for health issues. Like my TMJ, um, I grip my teeth so bad at night that I cracked two teeth and had to replace two molar teeth. And it wasn't until discovering Botox and not only that, but you know, so if you put your hands on your cheeks right now and you bite down, you'll feel your masseter muscles. And it's amazing. Like my smile, my face used to be all kind of like, Puffy because of my masseter muscles from grinding my teeth and my jaw. So I had this like kind of square like jaw. Ever since using Botox, not only am I not grinding my teeth, but my jawline is a a lot leaner and I feel more confident. Like I, I my smile looks better. And it makes me happy to see that. So I feel like it's like some health benefits, some physical benefits. Um, how does someone get trained to give Botox? Um, because I know that there's a lot of people who you're, you know, you're talking about where you're paying for the hand, like, what does it really take to have training in this? Um, and what is the likelihood of any deformity, you know, like, you know, it could leak into your eye. I know you say, don't get a massage, don't dance, don't do any physical activity for up to a week after Botox. Um, what's the, how often do you see someone have a deformity, and, um and how long is the training for people to deliver it those are my two next
1: questions sure sure i'll i'll just um, kind of talk about the, the second uh question um usually what we say for patients is uh you know for at least four to six hours no laying down and you know as far as like physical activity, dancing saunas uh, putting on a hat or anything that can actually push the botox and make it diffuse um other places we say about six hours so not the full week uh, not not a week because not, <laughs> nobody would come get it because everyone is so you know every everyone works out and you know so i would say for at least six hours, um, nothing crazy. Um, And then, you know, no hard workout until the next morning is is perfect for me. Um, As far as um, having Botox diffuse into areas, it's not. Uh, supposed to diffuse into for instance like you said your upper eyelid and i'm sure you guys have all seen and heard these horror stories about people um that have you know botox um, you know induced ptosis which is droopage of their eyelid and um the one thing i'll say about that is number one it does not last and there are ways for us to prevent it and there's ways for us to treat it um but if you are you know one of the very few and I, you know the the I would say the statistic is less than point 0.1% of people can get ptosis, but also tech, you know, technical um, injections matter. Um, the amount that you're using matter, the amount that you're diluting the Botox matter, your angle of injection, um, you know, matters. And then in addition Um, you want to kind of go to someone who actually knows where the muscles are and how they interact with each other. And then you also want to give very specific post-procedure instructions because sometimes we'll do everything perfectly, but you know, that patient forgot and went into a sauna or got a massage afterwards or or did their eyebrows. I mean, I had one patient tell me, doc, I, I was intimate with my boyfriend and he had his hands all over my face. And, and then, you know, so, you know, we don't, we don't tell every single scenario out there what you can and can't do, but but post-care is so important. Um, and so I would say, you know, 46 hours of not really touching. Very, very rare. And if we do um, have someone who comes to see us and, and has a, a little bit of droopiness of their eye, we have eye drops that we can put in to help elevate and lift that eye. Um, and then, you know, we we wait it out and then it, you know, it goes away, everything reverses. But, um, and that's very, very rare. So definitely go to someone um, reputable, um, in order for you to find that person that's reputable, going back to your first question is, well, number one, in all States, physicians are able to inject Botox and dermal fillers. It is a medical procedure. And so only medical professionals who have training and have a license, uh, to, uh, be, you know, to, to, um, be in that, um, state and jurisdiction are the ones that can inject Botox and botulinum. So I'll have, um, Someone asked me, you know, I'm an esthetician. I do facials. I'd love to take your course. We do a lot of courses. Can I go ahead and inject? The answer is no. You have to go back to school. You have to go get your nursing degree. You have to go get your physician assistant degree. You have to get your dental degree. You have to get your your physician degree, whether DO or MD. So, um, so that those are the credentials that you need. And you also need to go to somebody to get certified to inject. And so that's what we do. We're uh, fully CME accredited. So continuing medical education accredited. We accredit um, all the injectors that come through our program. And um, and we do a lot of hands on for those who have a license to inject in the state. And so I would say just ask your injector what their credentials are and, uh, and make sure they are able to inject in your state.
0: Hey U-Turners, this episode is sponsored in part by our friends over at Athletic Greens. And what I love the most about them is that their products are not only carbon neutral, but they taste amazing. I started taking Athletic Greens because I really wanted to get all the nutrients and vitamins possible in one swoop And I just couldn't bring myself to drink all those green vegetable smoothies that taste like the grass. So I wanted something that actually tastes good and was perfect for me. And I've been on Athletic Greens for a few weeks now, and I am just loving it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. You know, it has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to every morning. And with one scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. So this really special blend of ingredients is so supportive for your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, anti-aging, all the things. Right now, it is so time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition especially as we're in flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. I even throw mine in my smoothie. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash U-Turn. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And they're giving one year of vitamin D that is so insane with your first order. I'm so excited for you to check it out. Now let's get back to this week's episode. So useful um, for everyone. And now obviously I have to move on to fillers. Um, you know, I know that I've never done fillers. I'm really excited to try them with you. Yes. Um, and I'll update all of you on how it goes. I'm sure it's going to be yeah, great. Oh my gosh. So I know they're also called dermal, dermal fillers. They're like a gel-like substance that goes under the skin and it kind of creates that smooth appearance on the face. Mm-hmm. And it kind of adds space around your wrinkles and give, to give your face a fuller appearance and obviously reducing wrinkle lines. And I know for some people, they look kind of fluffy if they get too much fillers, Mm -hmm. it almost looks like, um, like a raft air machine was like put into their face and it was like, (laughs) and they just have too much going on in there. So I'm, I have so many questions about it. Um, and I know that our body naturally breaks down and absorbs fillers. Um, and there's different types. I, I believe there's three, but you can let me know. Um, and the FDA permits it in people 20 years and older. So are 22 years and older. Um, can you tell me a little bit about why we should love fillers? What are the concerns about them? Um, kind of same questions as Botox, like, and why not use Botox instead
1: of fillers? Like how do they work together or differently? Right. So they're completely different. I know, um, you know, so Botox, we discussed as something that weakens the muscles. So you don't contract and you don't contract things open up decreased wrinkles. Uh, fillers are a sugar molecule that we have innately. It's hyaluronic acid. We have it in our bodies, right? It's part of our collagen. We all know what collagen is. We all love collagen. After the age of 20, guess what? We are not making a lot of collagen anymore. And then at age of 30, it's like, forget it. It's like, where's our collagen? And then 40s and 50s, it's like, okay, like we need to do something, right? And so what I would say about fillers is to me, fillers is so magical because there's something that happens, and and I can't kind of explain it any other way than magic, that happens when we're able to kind of put back that lost volume, that lost collagen, and to make your skin look supple and, you know, enhanced and also lifting. I know we, we talked a little bit about volumizing areas that are losing volume in our collagen, such as infraorbital area, meaning our tear troughs. We're losing volume in our temples. We're losing volumes in our marionette area. We're losing volumes in our sub uh, submalar cheeks and our cheeks are coming down for that reason. And so by doing fillers, we're able to really nicely resuspend some of the tissues and give you back that nice suppleness. So in in my mind, fillers is one of the most magical things that has ever been created. And the the hyaluronic acid is really just part of your collagen that we're putting back into your face because as you're aging, your face is changing. And what we want to do is slow down the signs of of aging. And so we want to replenish that lost volume in order to get that back into your skin.
0: Okay. So I think you just answered my question, but I read that there's a few different types of dermal fillers. Like one is the hyaluronic acid that you just mentioned. And I believe that's just sugar that's naturally found in your
1: body. Is that accurate? That is correct. Yes. And that's the one you use. So yes, I use... Every single type of filler out there, because there's so many different um, needs, and um, we want to have everything in our armamentarium to use for specific patients who have different goals and concerns. And so, hyaluronic acid fillers are reversible fillers, so that's the good thing about it. Meaning that if it, if you don't like it, or if there's too much, or you know, if it's in a place that's not supposed to be, we can go ahead and dissolve it like that very mm-hmm. quickly. Like an antidote, right? It's called hyaluronidase. It's an injection. We put it into your skin. Everything starts to dissolve. Um, so that's the good thing about hyaluronic acid. So that if you're a little worried and you're concerned and you're you know a, you're a beginner and you're not sure you've never had fillers and you're wondering how it's all gonna look, believe me, nobody wants to dissolve it after it's in your face. It's it's really pretty amazing. There's also um, the calcium hydroxyapatite, which is radius, and that's a calcium-based filler. And I love Radiesse for certain patients and for certain reasons. For instance, we know that bones have calcium and sometimes we're trying to emulate jawline cheeks right and so we want to give something that's a little bit more structural that's going to look and feel more like bone and give you more bang for your buck and so radius i love using for that really nice jawline or for men who really want that um you know that Brad Pitt jawline look right um so i use, i love using radius for that also in my older patients because here's the thing about radius radius is a biostimulator so what does that mean that means that it's going to keep on working even after i put it under your skin it's going to Make your skin look and feel like porcelain. It's Ah. beautiful, Um, and it's so helpful in every type of skin tone, right? Every type of skin color. It helps with texture, so that's why I love Radius. Radius also, if you dilute it enough and put small amounts of it, can look like it's causing some sort of skin tightening and improvement in your elastin and collagen. So that's why I I love that as well.
0: How fun! Um, And when you talk about this, um, is this what you're doing with the liquid? Facial, like, can you talk to me a little bit about the liquid? What are facelift. some of, yeah, yeah liquid facelift? Yeah, Tell me a little absolutely. bit about what happens on a liquid facelift. Is this something that a lot of wellness spas offer? Is this something unique to you? Tell me a little bit more about it.
1: Absolutely. So the, the celebrity liquid facelift is kind of something that I came up with. I um, I've been doing it now for about six seven years now, um, and basically, what the celebrity liquid facelift is, is putting fillers in such a strategic way in your face to give you the most amount of rejuvenation. So what that means is lifting in areas that you want lifted, right? Such as your cheeks, such as your jawline, such as really getting that really nice definition of your of your jawline and chin, um, and also filling in areas of your temples, underneath your eyes, your nasal labial folds, your marionette lines. So it's basically... Using the most minimal amount of fillers to really give you the most natural and subtle rejuvenation to make you look like you, except more enhanced, more refreshed, and more useful. Mm-hmm.
0: I love it, okay. And um I, I have to ask, like pricing for fillers how much people tend to need like your, your everyday 30 something who comes in. And also, um, for example, I just got my eggs frozen in February and I randomly gained like eight pounds from it, which is weird. They said you lose the whole time. The doctors were like, you lose the weight after. And like two months later, I was like, okay, I still look like a big puff right now. Um, so I just started losing the weight. And I, I think that Botox fillers If somebody is wanting to do this and they're like going to the gym, trying to lose five or 10 pounds, do you recommend they wait until they're done losing weight? Because the fillers might look different if they kind of get to where they want to be, or does that not really
1: matter? And then also pricing. Yes. So for me, what I always tell my patients is it doesn't matter because the problem is when you're losing weight, you're going to get more skin laxity, right? And if you lose a lot of weight, a short amount of time, your skin will sag. And what Mm. fillers does is it prevents that sagging process to occur, right? And so putting fillers um, to do lifting, to replenish, you know, the lost collagen, I think you don't need to wait at all. In fact, what I find is that by doing the fillers, patients see their face swimming and it's counterintuitive. You're thinking, oh my gosh, if you're going to put cheek fillers in me, I'm going to look like a chipmunk, right? I'm going to look big and cheeky and, you know, and I don't want. That look, I want to look slimmer. Putting fillers in the right strategic area and actually can lift and contour your face so that you look like you are thinner and skinnier, right? And and shadows in the right places, like you have makeup to contour without even using makeup. So it, it's really incredible, and it decreases your risk of sagging. And it also motivates you. Nobody really talks about the fact that when you start to look and feel your best, it motivates you to lose that weight. So yeah. I always say, do not wait. Go ahead and do it. Pricing. Okay it's really differs across the border i'll tell you what my pricing is i price by the procedure because i want someone to come in and say you know what this is what i want to look like and this is my goals and these are my concerned areas and so i put together a package for them i would say overall um you know under eyes for me is 1500 we're doing a very highly sensitive area, very, you know, good expertise has to be, you know, good technique. Someone who has a lot of knowledge, but expertise around the eyes, because it's a very sensitive area. And for both sides, I know people that charge up to 5,000 per under eye for fillers. So it's really, you know, and the people that charge way less, but I would say if you go to somebody good, who really knows their anatomy, who really knows your anatomy and understands how your body's going to react to it, I think it's priceless, right? And it lasts for a year plus. So it, it makes sense. Right. Um, my liquid facelift start about 3000. And then depending on how much more is, is uh, desired and how much outcome you want and how much dramatic of a change you want, then we go up according to that. But at my baseline uh, for three fillers, it'll be three thousand dollars to give you kind of that full face rejuvenation. And what happens
0: when people just look too puffy? Like, is that just fillers gone wrong? And is it fillers that people are putting into their lips right now that I seem to see a lot of? Yeah, those
1: are great questions. So, you know, you see people like Courtney Cox, you know, Nicole Kidman, and, you know, you're thinking, did they overdo it? I mean, they're beautiful, they're beautiful. And so I think what happens is when you get fillers and you see that magic happen, that just like erases five years from your life, you get a little bit, um, you know, you get that adrenaline, right? Like kind of that. Oh my gosh, like this is amazing. You get kind of that high from feeling and looking your best. And so, yeah. what I think is that people come back and they kind of miss that high, or they miss the swelling. Because remember, initially when you get lips or cheeks or anything, there's there's some swelling. This is a medical procedure. Your body's reacting to that. There's some swelling uh, associated with it. And so, when the swelling goes down, people get a little bit you know, like reminiscent of the swelling that they had and they missed the swelling. So they'll come back and they'll ask their injector and say, can we do a little bit more? I really loved how it looked on day two with the swelling. So I want that day two swollen look. And so they ask for more. And it's our job as a good injector and, you know, to tell them to say, you know what? Like this is is going to this is very natural and subtle and this balances your face. And if we do more, it's not going to balance it as well because you're going to keep chasing. So that's the other thing, too, is people keep chasing symmetry. And we all know that, you know, yes, beauty is some symmetry, et cetera. But we're never going to be 100 percent symmetrical. We were born asymmetrical. God made us that way. We, you know, we embrace it. We also sleep on one side of our face more. The sun shines on one side of our face more when we're driving. So there's always gonna be asymmetry. So when people chase perfection and symmetry and just wanna add more and more and more and more, that's when they start to get that kind of pillow face, like you said, right? And so it's our job to say, asymmetry is beautiful. A little asymmetry is perfect. No, nothing is symmetrical. Our brows are not symmetrical. And just to be happy with balancing um, your face and rejuvenating it.
0: Mm, Okay. And I know, okay. So when I was reading about them, it was interesting. It felt like Botox for me was like preventing wrinkles or kind of like stopping that constant folding of the skin, whereas fillers kind of help like those under eye hollows or like the kind of like Areas on your in your skin where there's like loss due to skin cells or loss of blood flow in that area. Um, I heard that some people can feel the filler under their skin. Um, Do you hear about that often? And
1: is it true that it really does last six months to a year? Mm-hmm. So definitely yes. Botox is for wrinkles, exactly like you said, and fillers is more for rejuvenating lost volume and lost lift, right? Yeah. Um, so. I- Fillers will last. Studies have shown that fillers can last for many years, right? And it's really dose dependent. So I always explain it like a block of ice. If you're putting a huge block of ice into someone's face, like a lot of fillers, it's going to take a long time for that big block of ice to to melt versus if you took that block of ice and you crushed it up into the crushed ice and you have more surface area, it melts quicker, right? So if I'm only doing a little bit of filler here, a little bit of filler there, your natural hyaluronidase in your body, that enzyme that degrades your own you know, collagen and fillers will degrade it over time. But studies show that fillers can last for a year to two years. What I tell my patients is every day we're aging Every day we're losing our own collagen. Every day we're seeing more descent of our face as we get older, especially after COVID, right? And especially in times of stress, we're seeing our aging just kind of speed up. And so what I tell them is that at about six months, even though there's still filler under under there, um, that they want to come in and do some maintenance. Just like when you go to the gym, you need maintenance at six months, I say you need some maintenance. But yes, filler will last up to a year plus, Sometimes mm-hmm. they shown studies and uh, looking at MRIs, fillers lasting over 12 years. For some reason, when fillers are, when you don't want fillers to be in, in a certain place, like if you put too much in your under eyes, they tend to last a long time. We put too much in the lip and it kind of you know comes above yeah. the lip, that lasts a lot longer. So I would say that most of the time I do my liquid facelifts and do some maintenance of six months, or I do a maintenance at a year, but after about a year, most of it's out of your body. Can you feel the filler? When you place it underneath the, the sub-Q tissue or subdermal tissue, like underneath your face and certain uh, you know, very thin areas of your body, like your under eyes, initially you do feel a filler because it's a firm gel. But what happens is after two weeks, that firm gel just integrates with your tissue. So you no longer feel that way. So you don't, you don't longer, you no longer feel the filler. If you, if it's done correctly underneath your skin after two weeks.
0: Amazing. Okay. Good to know. And, um, just exciting that there's these things out there. And I know some people get Botox and fillers. Is there a reason that you would really sway a person one or the other, or do you think that the best results tend to happen if you're in your thirties, in your forties with both? Both. Yeah. Okay.
1: The the, I would say, you know, Botox to prevent wrinkles. Uh, fillers to, uh, replenish the love collagen and then resurfacing either with laser or microneedle for skin tightness and to replenish some of the, you know, some of the skin laxity, um, that you have. So a multimodal approach for beauty is always best, including skincare. Okay. That's really helpful to know. And
0: that makes me think, um, you know, that it, one final question around fillers, and then I want to move into vampire facials, mm-hmm. um, and laser facials, but, um, I know that you can take out fillers, which is one big benefit if you don't like it, Um, but doesn't it cost quite a bit to remove them? I've heard that that's kind of the thing that, no one knows. Is yes, you can get them out, but it's quite expensive to. Or in, and is it painful to get them in or
1: get them out? Those are my final questions. Okay. Yes. So to get them in, um, it's a needle. We mm-hmm. numb you very well with topical numbing, ice, etc. Most of my patients, i was say ninety-nine point nine percent of the times, so they're like, "Wait, that was it? That wasn't so bad." Uh, for lips, lips are obviously most sensitive, so patients are um, uncomfortable with that. But we do a little numbing block where I inject a little numbing, and they feel nothing, like almost nothing. Um, and so, you know, to answer your question, I would say, um, the fillers themselves are not too painful and neither is Botox, um, in my opinion. And from what I've seen, um, I will say that when you're injecting hyaluronidase, you do feel a little bit of that burn, but in order to counteract that we go ahead and mix it with a little bit of lidocaine, which is a numbing agent. So my patients will say, I didn't really feel it. It's not so bad. So it also depends on who you go to. Um, some people uh, don't use numbing agents at all. And you're kind of you know, suffering through it. Some people have a very heavy hand. You know, I train so many different injectors. And I know from afar, from across the room, if someone has a heavy hand, that patient's going to wince. And that patient may not ever come back to you. And yeah. what I always try to teach my patients, I mean, my physicians, is how to inject lightly and obviously know your anatomy be safe but really inject lightly and um, so so dissolving would cost um as much as how many dissolvers you use Um, any, that's anywhere between, you know, $500 to a thousand dollars for dissolving. Most of the time, my patients are happy to get things dissolved that they don't like from what, you know, let's just say they, they came in because they have, they've been injected with Juvederm forever and they don't like how their lips are looking. They want to start fresh with me as a new injector. So they'll ask me to dissolve and they're happy to pay the money to dissolve it because they're not happy with how things are looking.
0: Got it. Okay. This has been so informative. Um, You've answered so many questions and I'm really excited to talk to you about vampire facials. So fun fact, that was my gateway into wellness spas was vampire facials. It's like my favorite indulgence. I have a lot of melasmas on my skin for those of you who don't know what that is. It's like discoloration, sun's body looking things um, like oversized, freckly situations. And I, the vampire facial is the one thing I do that I genuinely see results my discoloration goes away. People comment, they're like, your skin looks so good. I know you're not supposed to get a vampire facial if you have a tan, I believe. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about what it is? I know that you have to get people's blood out. So a lot of people aren't going to want to draw blood for it, but can you just kind
1: of explain the process of what it is and who it's great for and also the pricing? Absolutely. So regenerative medicine has been so big in like the last five years, it's just completely boomed. So um, so it's platelet-rich plasma. It's called a PRP facial. And um, uh, there's a doctor by the name of Charles Reynolds who actually coined and trademarked vampire facial, right? Um, which is, was seen like with you know, Kim Kardashian, which really made it popular. So, um, so most of you guys probably have heard of a PRP facial. So we take your blood, so we draw out your blood, and then we basically extract out all the growth factors and all the amazing things of your blood to inject back into your face or just to place it on your face with microneedling to really help stimulate that um, collagen building the elastin it also helps like you said with um you know with hyperpigmentation um even with you know, chronic vitiligo, you know, people are are doing it for that. So um, it is really, really helpful to not only boost the amount of collagen and the elastin that you have, meaning it's not going to be, you know, you don't have that like really stretchy. It's going to be tight. You want that tight skin, Um, but it really improves pores and texture of your skin. Um, I inject it. I love injecting your own platelet-rich plasma, basically your growth factors that we spun in a certain way in a specialized machine, like an ultra-centrifuge, and then we inject it back into your face. So, number one, it's autologous, which means it's your own body substance. We're not using anything foreign because, you know, we know that in our bodies, we our bodies do amazing things. And there's so many amazing growth factors, signaling factors to say, hey you need to, you know, replenish my collagen. It's like, just because you're 20, doesn't mean you don't need collagen anymore. Just because you're 30, you don't need collagen anymore. No, we need it. So let's trick our bodies, get all those growth factors, those signaling cells to say, you know what, you need to start making more collagen. We put that back into your face. Mm, That's what a vampire facial is.
0: Okay. Powerful. And I've heard that there's the PRP, which is the platelet-rich plasma that you can extract from somebody's blood. and you put it on them after you do micro needling. Right. I also heard that there's PYP. What is PYP? What is PRP? And what does micro needling even mean? And does it hurt? Because for me, I use that numbing cream. Is it, you know, putting numbing cream on before you get the whole process? is it damaging to your health to have a bunch of numbing cream on your face and then a needle put into your face? Like any of that information would be really helpful.
1: Absolutely. Um, the numbing cream, uh, the best numbing creams out there are either a, like a cream based or oil based or like a, like a ointment. Right. So the numbing, um, is topical. Some of it gets absorbed, but not, not really systemically. So not enough to cause any issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all appreciate the numbing, right. Um, and microneedling is basically using these really small, tiny needles um, into our microneedling pen and causing these micro traumas into your skin. So you're thinking trauma to your skin, is that good? Like, why would I want to traumatize my skin? It's because your skin needs a little boost. Your skin needs to start making more collagen. It's been asleep for a very long time after like you're 18. And so you really want to wake those cells up to say, you know what, I'm going to give you a little bit of trauma because I really want to stimulate all this growth again. And then PRP on top of that is going to use the signaling cells to say, okay all the inflammatory cells that are going to help build you know this collagen i want you to come here and i want you to remodel this tissue over here i want you to help that scar over here right because this is also really helpful for scarring and for ulcers that are non-healing etc so that's why prp combined with microneedling or even prp combined with lasers are so amazing because it really just kind of like it's like giving your 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 you sell some steroids and be like okay i'm gonna really you know work hard down and get my face back you know to when i look like when i was 20s um so that so that's what i would say about um, prp so prp and prf are a little bit different so it's actually prf um yeah, platelet rich uh, uh, platelet rich plasma and then platelet rich fibrin so basically um it's it's using the PRP, which is the platelets, and then making it into a matrix, like a scaffold of like fibrin. And when your body sees that fibrin, it kind of stays there a little longer. And so you're, you're really getting this regenerative process that's happening. So it's really just a matter of how we as um, medical providers are mixing and um, getting that uh, PRP product ready to be placed back in you.
0: Okay. That's really helpful. Um... And I know that vampire facials are awesome for aging spots and wrinkles and hyperpigmentation. Is there a reason that someone would turn to this instead of Botox and fillers? And how often would you need a vampire facial um, to, to really keep those results going?
1: that's a great question. So anything regenerative means we have to rely on that person's body in order to regenerate the skin, the collagen, the elastin, all those good factors that we want. So everyone's a little bit different. You have a young person, right? Who's got a lot of regenerative cells They're going to get the most benefit with maybe just one, right? So, studies have shown that after just one injection or one treatment with microneedling with PRP, you can get long lasting results. And how do they find that out? They do biopsies of your skin and then they look to see how much collagen there is. It's amazing with just one application. If you're a little bit older, let's just say you're in your 50s, 60s, post menopause, you're going to need more. You're going to need at least one. Uh, procedure once a month times three to really start seeing not only the improvement, but sustained improvement. And then I always talk about maintenance because again, it's different than fillers and Botox where you let like, you set it and you forget it. This is like, you're doing it, but your body's doing all the work. It's you're making your body think that it needs to repair itself. And it's going to give you back that collagen, that youth, that you want. And that's why this is, there's a whole um dedicated, you know, field now to anti-aging medicine in which this is, you know, really huge. Mm, okay.
0: And um also, you know, I know I've heard that there's really no serious side effects associated with a vampire facial. Is there anything that you've heard or seen, or is there any one that should not be considering this in particular? <laughs> I would
1: say if there's if there's active cancer in a patient, then I wouldn't use their cells and inject it back at them. But if they're treated, um, there's really no issue with using, you know, their own blood. I mean, it's their own blood product. I don't see any issues doing that. The only thing I will say that um, if you take someone's own PRP and a lot of volumes, if you're taking a lot of blood from them and you want to inject it back into their tear troughs, you have to make sure that their tear troughs is going to be able to sustain a large amount of volume. So there's nothing, there's no ill will side effects. Everything gets reabsorbed, but just know how much you can put back into that patient in certain areas if they are prone to swelling, edema, et cetera, or if their skin is too thin, don't put too much back in them.
0: Mm, Okay. And, um, same question about training and also pain. So for those of you listening, I've done the vampire facials. I'm obsessed with them. They are my absolute super tool. And my experience is you come in and you give one vial of blood, maybe two they go do some sort of magic trick in the back where they separate the PRP or PRF. Is that correct? Yeah. And then they come back and the PRP, like it looks like a yellow serum that they've separated out of your blood. They're numbing your face with some lotion and then they get this little needle pen that's electric and you don't really feel it because you're numb and it just pokes at your face. It sounds kind of invasive, but for me, it wasn't. And then they put your little like um, yellow serum-y PRP thing on your face and it soaks in. I like to get my vampire facials at like 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. and sleep in them, which is kind of gross, but it's what I do. My mom is like, you look like you're from the Discovery Channel right now. And I come home like Frankenstein. But... Um I I truly just get so much feedback when I do it and I feel so amazing and I stopped getting regular facials because I was like why get a regular facial when you can get a microneedling vampire facial um but what I want to ask is A about cost and B about like how often you would say a
1: 30 something or 40 something would want to consider doing this Great questions. Um, not all PRP are created equal. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. If you're getting one vial and you're getting um, that yellowy serum, uh, some that that serum is actually platelet poor plasma. It's mm-hmm. really a very thin layer of almost like microscopic platelets that you're trying to get. That really is what you know. We want at least one million platelets in order for that regeneration to really work. So um, pricing wise, you do see some people pricing it very very low, a few hundred dollars. And I'm going to tell you one. Thing that is not true PRP. True PRP requires, um, you know, more blood products to give you the uh, 1 million platelet count, and so if you've ever had. Um, so, I'm excited to do your PRP vampire facial for you, Ashley. Oh my God. I'd love to see the difference between our true PRP and what you've had before. Yeah. Which, which I can tell already that our PRP is done differently, um, and you're going to get much better results because it's really true regenerative. Um, and so, uh, we charge $1,500 for our PRP facial. A little bit more if we inject it back into your face, because that requires, uh, you know, a procedure that we're doing and expertise. Um, and so I've seen people, you know, price it out at 300. Those people are really just getting your blood, spinning it at a, at a regular test tube and then putting it back in your face, which is the platelet-poor plasma. So if you're getting results from that, Amazing you're going to get amazing results from okay. real PRP. Oh my um, gosh. Yeah. So I'm really excited to do that for you, Ashley. You're going to love it. And yes, we always tell our patients, like, try not to wash your face because you want that to seep in. You want that regenerative you know, growth factors to stay on your skin. And I'll tell you, in Manhattan, nobody even bats an eye. People walk out with blood on their face, nobody bats an eye. They're like, okay, they oh, yeah I
0: mean I was walking in the down the street and somebody was masturbating and then somebody was pooping <laughs> and there was a woman you're walking like,
1: I'm a normal. pig you're the most normal yeah. person you just have a man, your
0: face. You know, like a man yeah. threw a backpack at me it was all before nine oh, a.m one day I was like two naked people a backpack thrown at me and a pig being walked and I've barely got coffee so <laughs> I am sure in New York city, I can walk home with a bloody face and nobody will even look at me. No. Um, and you know, so how long does that side effect last? I know, I know the answer because I've kind of gotten one, but not experienced yours, which I'm so excited about. Um, but like redness sensitivity, like what are some of the things that people can expect where if they're going to schedule a vampire facial, how long should they allow
1: after it where they don't like plan any outings or put on any makeup or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. So that day that we do the procedure, your face is a little red, kind of like pink rose when you leave. We mm-hmm. actually put on a really great uh stem cell face mask called EGF from Face Med Store. It's a it's a epidermal growth factor mask on top of that. So it's like, so you have this, you know microneedling and then you have this amazing PRP that's gonna regenerate your skin to like like no other and really help with melasma and hyperpigmentation and and texture and pores and then we put another mask on top of that to really get all of those ingredients to seep into your skin uh, since there's open channels now um, I would say probably about six hours later you're gonna look like you had a nice little Rose, like kind of a suntan type of look. And then the next morning you're you're pretty much good. And the reason why you're pretty much good is because all that micro trauma that we did with the micro needling pen, if you have really good PRP, it's like instantaneous. Your skin is like healed like no other. So wow. really within 24 hours, you're ready to go out. And and you're, I would say you're gonna look great right after your PRP facial. And then the real deal is about a month later, when all those platelets have now caused your body to regenerate that collagen, that elastin again, you're going to look best at about one month. So I always tell my, my patients that are like, have a big event or getting married, like do it a month before your face will look flawless. You'll have this glow and, and people love it. We also do a Botox facial, with PRP, that's like no other. It helps rosacea. So people people oh, love right.
0: it on. Oh my gosh, it's my obsession. Okay. I'm gonna have to have you come back on the show because I want to yes. ask you about cool sculpting and laser fractal or Fraxel uh, or whatever. Yes. Love talking I just have so that. many more questions. And those of you who are listening, I just want to reiterate that like there's no judgment here. So if you're not into this or needles scare you, I'll say that everything we've described as far as Botox and vampire facials, I haven't really felt enough pain where it matters to me. Um, little pinches is like the most that I could say I've felt and it's not a big deal for me. That's it's your own choice. It's what makes you feel beautiful. Obviously you have to do your own research, draw your own conclusions about what you're comfortable with. Um, but I, I love having had Dr. Lana here just to kind of tell you, about, you know, what's possible for you if you're resonating with it. And I I really wanted to address this topic because there's too much out there that we don't know. And I think knowledge is power, whatever you do with it. Um, and uh, Dr. Lana was generous enough to offer all listeners a promotion where her consultation fee will be $50 for you instead of 150 with one of her senior injectors if you go to her clinic in Manhattan. So, if you're New York based or you're visiting New York and you want to, you know, silo off a little bit of time to get your skincare and beauty on, I loved going to her clinic. Everyone in there has got family vibes. And I just feel like they're artists. There's a trust there and um, a comfort to going somewhere that you know you're getting the right stuff, you're getting quality. Um, Dr. Alana, where can everyone go to schedule? Is it a phone number you recommend, your website?
1: Where's the best spot for everyone to go from here? Well, thank you so much. We really loved having you and thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Um, I'm excited to do your vampire facial and your liquid facelift and to show, you know, just to, you know, it's not a scary thing because I know you've not had any fillers before. Um, So the best way is really to see my work on Instagram, which is um, D-O-C-T-O-R-L-A-N-N-A. And then there's a link um, in my bio to book with us. Um, But I really would love for you guys to at least see our work and see what we're doing just because there's so much out there. Um, and you know, we're a family, like you said, family vibes, and we really, um, it's such an honor to take care of patients the way we do. So I appreciate you and, um, allowing me to come on your podcast to talk about what I'm passionate about and what you're passionate about. And I can't wait to do more with you.
0: I can't wait. And I'm definitely going to have you back on for part two to ask about more things. And everyone listening, if you have questions about these sorts of med spa treatments, run them by me because when we have Dr. Lana back on at some point in the next year, I'm going to hit her up with these questions too. She's pretty, obviously very informative. Um, And uh, I hope you guys reach out to her if you're inspired. I've had nothing but a little confidence boost from my Botox. And I'm, I'm so here for that, you know, whatever, you know, I think that there's resources out there and they're here for you to use if that's what makes you feel good. And uh, thanks again, Dr. Lana for coming on. Thank you so much, Ashley. Of course. And don't forget to mention the U-Turn podcast uh, when you call so that you get that consultation fee promo. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners.